what's the minimum? Three days a week is minimum. Flat out minimum. Now, even at that, going for walks and all that kind of stuff is they might say, oh, well, I'm working out five days a week and I'm going for this walk and I'm putting in 10,000 steps here and there's... But three days a week of, of, of hard work is what needs to be done. And which then you which continue. is, uh, what would you consider hard work? Oh, well, any uh, type of class or training? A special, like a training session. Where like a weightlifting. Weightlifting yeah? or whatever, yeah. whatever it, their goals need to be. They need to be jumping outside their comfort zone and be working to about 80% of their their abilities. Get you. Up to about 80%. That, hap- that needs to happen three times a week in a minimum, a minimum of 30 minutes, three times a week. Mi- like that's the absolute minimum. Mm-hmm. And then from there, Generally, I'd say with a lot of clients, and this is a lot of people that are working out and they're coming towards, they, they come to me to to go on to the next level or, or achieve, maybe getting ready for a wedding or, or whatever it is. Um, and they're already training. So then I would say to them, well, you need to be training hard, minimum of five days a week and still doing your other things as well. Still doing your walks and still doing your- Cardio. Yeah, still doing your, yeah, so. So minimum for somebody so that doesn't work, train. Really, Pori recommends hard work. Yeah, yeah. Really, no shortcuts. One, one, some. Um, I have to do a little um, a bio um, for the company over in um, in Holland, and their first uh, their first uh, questionnaire is um, uh, a motivational quote or what's your your life quote. And the one that I love is that if it doesn't challenge you, it doesn't change you. Yeah. Now I know it, it's it, it's out there, but it, it, that's. That's the reality of it. Simple. If you, yeah, if you don't push yourself yeah. and tell your body to make changes, it's not going to work. And some people don't like that. They don't like to be, you know, to, to have to work hard. They think turning up for a training session and, and coming in to do a workout and push the machines around gets the results. It's It doesn't. All right. Hello, Boric. How are hey. you, man? <laughs> Welcome to the podcast. Thank you. So let's start. Well, first, let's start with the fact that this guy is a legend. <laughs> <laughs> He's a legend in fitness industry. And please tell us something about yourself, a little introduction. Ooh, um, I suppose uh, I started in the industry maybe over 20 years ago, I'd say. Um, and I started... Um, God, I was meant to go over to, I got a scholarship after school to, in athletics to America. And I was meant to go over, but it never happened, never transpired. So that was all I wanted to do after school. Um, so I didn't apply for any colleges or anything at all. So I didn't know what I wanted to do when that wasn't going to happen. So then I ended up getting a job in a sports shop for the summer. I ended up working there and meeting a girl who was going to college in September and uh, she was going to a fitness college. And I said, oh, I might be interested in doing something like that. So I was working out in a gym at the time and I was mentioning it to them. I was thinking about doing a um, a course um, and they said, well, if you do the, the fitness course, we'll give you a job. So I was like, OK, so I'll do the course and I'll get a job straight away. No problem. So I ended up doing that. Um, never worked for that gym. 
ended up working for um, Total Fitness when it first opened up. And that was... It. I remember, like 15 years ago? Yeah, oh, 20 years ago. 17, no. 18? Yeah. No, much longer yeah? than that. Okay. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was the one, it was their first one in Blanchardstown, that big junction there. Okay. I think it's called Junction mm-hmm. Junction 9 or 16 or something. I don't know, 14. And um, so ended up working there. Um, and uh, yeah, it's been... A roller coaster since did loads of courses in the first few years. Ended up going over to England doing fitness conventions. Ended up teaching at these fitness conventions that I was at the year before. Just just rolled and took legs and yeah went from there. So um, now I have this gym and I work for another gym in the city centre, mm-hmm. uh, Perpetua, and uh, and then I work for another company over in Holland teaching fitness videos. Um, and that's really well, that's, or that's really good at the moment as well. So, um, yeah, everything's going really well. Very cool. Mm. Yeah. Now I must actually say how I met Porik first time. (laughs) It was 10 years ago. Yeah. You remind (laughs) me of this as well. So it was 10 years ago. I was keen cyclist. I was doing mountain biking Mm. and I went for my first ever spin class. It was at Westwood club in Leopardstown. And I went for a spin and Parik was the instructor. Yeah, yeah. And I really loved the class and I was like, wow, this is nice. So mm. that's how we met. And then eventually I become instructor. And then mm. you did a couple of training courses, even for gravity, Pilates and strength. Yeah, yeah. So Porik is already like 10 years ahead of me. So he's pretty advanced. <laughs> so that, that you never know who's going to change your life as well and inspire you to become, you know, yeah, bring it on to the next else. level. Yeah, 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 I know, I know. Yeah, you, you mentioned this as well. Remember, <laughs> I was in one of your classes and you said it, what, it was in Westwood in Sandy Mount. Mount. Yeah. And yeah, you, you said it. I think that was the first class I was in yours. Yes. As a participant. <laughs> yeah. Not not as an in, instructor. In, full just circle. Yeah, full yeah, circle. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So um, I want to ask something about... Um, and the healthy lifestyle uh, about exercise and nutrition. So we kind of break it down into different segments. Mm. So one particular segment would be, would you recommend certain amount, minimum recommended exercise for anyone of different ages? But what would be like for you in your mind, like if you meet someone, like what is the minimum you would recommend to people to do to stay healthy and stay on progressive line? Well, the first thing, the first thing I always think about is that people's perceptions of what they need to do are a lot lower than what is needed from them to get out what they want out of it. And also their perceptions of where where they want to be and what they want to do uh, according to their lifestyle and so on and so forth, probably too high. And that needs to be brought down a little bit. So because of their capabilities um, or availabilities to be able to train that hard to get those results. So it's all about being real with the people and being straight up with them and, you know, um, and telling them the, 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 the bad news that they need to know. Uh, so um, what's the minimum? Three days a week is minimum, flat out minimum. Now, even at that, going for walks and all that kind of stuff is they might say, oh, well, I'm working out five days a week and I'm going for this walk and I'm putting in 10,000 steps here and there's, but three days a week of, of, of hard work is what needs to be done. 
and which, then you which continue. Is, uh, what would you consider hard work? Oh, well, uh, any uh, type uh, of class or training? A special, like a training session, where like a weightlifting, weightlifting, yeah? or whatever, yeah. whatever it, their goals need to be. They need to be jumping outside their comfort zone and be working to about eighty percent of their their abilities. Get you up to about eighty percent. That hap- that needs to happen three times a week, and a minimum a minimum of thirty minutes three times a week. Mi- like that's the absolute minimum. Mm-hmm. And then from there. Generally, I'd say with a lot of clients, and this is a lot of people that are working out and they're coming towards, they, they come to me to to go on to the next level or or achieve maybe getting ready for a wedding or, or whatever it is. Um, and they're already training. So then I would say to them, well, you need to be training hard minimum of five days a week and still doing your other things as well. Still doing your walks and still doing your cardio. Yeah. Still yeah. doing your. Yeah. So. So minimum for somebody so that doesn't work train. Really, Pori recommends hard work. Yeah, yeah. Really, no shortcuts. One, one, some. Um, I have to do a little um, a bio um, for the company over in um, in Holland, and their first uh, their first uh, questionnaire is um, uh, a motivational quote or what's your your life quote. And the one that I love is that if it doesn't challenge you, it doesn't change you. Yeah. Now I know it, it's it's out there, but it, it, that's. That's the reality of it. Simple. If you, yeah. If you don't push yourself yeah. and tell your body to make changes, it's not going to work. And some people don't like that. They don't like to be, you know, to, to have to work hard. They think turning up for a training session and, and coming in to do a workout and push the machines around gets the results. It's It doesn't. It doesn't. So, yeah. And in combination between weightlifting, cardio and yoga... Like, what would you prioritize the most? I would, and why? What's so, the sort of science behind it? So, I suppose um, I think for I think cardio is is probably the most important because of the heart and lungs, the fitness aspect and the healthy aspect of it. Uh, whereas the weight training makes you stronger, makes you more lean. You know, it burns more calories, so on and so forth. So they're but both equally good. They're yeah. both equally good. But if you're going to choose one to the other from just, you can only do one. Mm-hmm. I'd say go for cardio. Yeah. You're going to have better health gains from cardio than you do from weight training, I feel. Mm-hmm. So, and that goes, that's just speaking broadly. It's just a very quick answer to, yeah. very, very quick answer, you know. Of so, course. But, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And mobility? Oh, they're all important. They they are all all important. Um, when some oh sorry, when someone comes into the gym here, um, the more tests that I can do with them, um, and the more the the greater idea of who they are gives me a good or better understanding of how their training is going to go and what they need to be doing for their training. Yeah. So mobility and flexibility is a is a big part of that. So the more mobile or flexible that you can be. The, the greater range of movement that you will have with comfort and ease on specific exercises. So therefore, I can do more advanced style training with somebody that is more supple, someone who's more flexible, someone who's more mobile. You know, we'll so, get less injuries. Well, get less injuries because yeah, yeah. You don't sure. want anyone getting injuries in your sessions. You get in well, even if they get injured from not even being in the training session, but if they're like two days later and their body is still tight, and then they go and pick up a bag and twist around, and they get injured from that, you don't want that to happen either. Exactly. Yeah. So that's only regression rather than progression. So, um. Yeah, so the more tests that I can do with them, and a flexibility is the big is a big one, um, and I, do, I I spend plenty of time on that, especially if it's a golfer. I'll I'll specifically do 
flexibility work or, or, or mobility work to see their range of movement through what they need to do in the golf swing. And once I find that what that is, um, then I can write their programs according to that. But uh, I don't know where I was, we were going with that. But um, the more flexible you are, the greater range of movement and exercises you can do. I get it. Yeah. Thanks for that. Um, with the nutrition, what would you consider a good diet? It doesn't have to be like this no. super ultra vegan, super raw, uh, vegan, organic only. Yeah. But what do you consider a healthy you diet? Know, we all know. We all know the answer to that. You know, we like this. If you're eating your chocolate in the evening time and you're eating your biscuits, and we all know they are bad things. If you're eating your crisps during the day, we all know they're bad things. If you cut them out, that is is putting you on the right road. We all know about eating um, vegetables. You know, we're not making, we're not reinventing the wheel here. People know this. Um, that is my good diet or good nutritional. Um, uh, uh, oh, what's the word? I'm Strategy for? advice. Yeah, advice. Pretty much yeah. is that we know what's good, we know what's bad. Cut out the bad stuff, and you're on the right road. You're starting on the right road from there. It's simple to follow. Very, very simple. Don't overcomplicate it. Don't, don't measure all the grams. Just cut out the junk. Cut out the junk. That's the first thing. And we all take junk in. We all drink maybe, maybe too much alcohol. Mm -hmm. um, and we well, oh, don't drink during the week, but I'll have loads of drink on the weekend. I'll drink a bottle of wine. You know, these are all the things to start off rather than um, uh, changing your nutritional, because uh, um, it's quite hard. The nutritional and, and your diet is quite tough to get right. Mm -hmm. But we don't need to get it perfectly right. What we need to do is look at what's good, what's bad, and start there. Um, and then if you get that, then you can start saying, okay, well, we can change this around. We can start thinking about eating a little bit less of this and eating a little bit more of this, um, eating at better times. But once you, we don't get that until you, you, you cut out your chocolate in the evening time, cut out the biscuits in the evening time, cut down the amount of alcohol you're taking in, you know, stuff like that. They call them empty calories on day. Absolutely. That's, that's, <laughs> doesn't the, that's, nutrition, that's where it needs to start. Doesn't nurture your body, just like excess calories immediately. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Um, but also like people as well, we all know this, but we also need somebody to wag the finger that that's wagging the finger at us. So you recommend having a personal trainer, someone oh, who can yeah, uh, keep yeah. you accountable. That's, that's, that's all part of, 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 we both do that as a living. Mm -hmm. So we, we definitely know, and, and I can definitely confirm people want that they need it. And if they can afford it, it's the best thing they can do because they are changing lifestyle, they mm -hmm. improving so many things. It's the mindset as well. And so if you want to achieve something, you better have someone who's already there. Mm -hmm. So fitness health wise, I'd say a lot of personal trainers could be there as a inspiration. And, yeah, absolutely. And we also have to work on ourselves, I, yeah. I believe. And then also so like a big question that comes up an awful lot is, oh, what, what do you eat? What What's your diet like? And I says, it's quite good, but I still eat my pizzas and I'll still have my, 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 my alcohol over the weekends. But... I do train six days a week and some of those days I'll train twice a day, <laughs> you know, so I'm doing the hard work that allows me to get to the position where I want to be. And also I don't need to uh, reduce my body fat. I don't need to put on extra muscle. You know, I don't, I'm, I'm at the position where I, where I am or I want to be so I can afford to have the little pizza because I know I'm going to be training. I've done two train sessions already today. You burn it. I, I've, I'm already, you know, 
don't you, you actually need that extra calories Absolutely. sometimes. Sometimes when you train so much, you actually feel like to have the extra food, mm-hmm. you know, like even if it's just highly sugar. I mean, the whole thing, I think with the gaining fat versus using the carbohydrates is just like if you do regular cardio, for example, you deplete your glycogen and your Mm-hmm. sugars in your system so eventually when you eat your carbohydrates they buffer into your glycogen to refill the liver and muscles and then if there's even more excess then you start putting on fat but a lot of people if they're not active they just eat sugars and they're already overflown absolutely it goes to the fat immediately absolutely yeah absolutely absolutely you know so uh, again I, I just feel that it's getting the basics get the basics right um, and, and cut out the bad stuff we all know what it is we just need somebody to say that to us and, and tracking, you know, I do a lot of tracking as well of, of, um, uh, what people are eating. And some mm-hmm. people are very good and they're not getting the results. And then that we need to look at some other areas that their training needs to train or change mm-hmm. their aspects. Oh, I'm training three days a week and they're hard training sessions and my diet's very good. You need to train five days a week. Okay. You know, and I have a question that is, you know, for people who are quite obese and, they kind of go on and off and, you know, even though yeah, they train, start to eat better and they still like really stagnate. You do see sometimes that people, their body doesn't want to burn fat. Mm-hmm. It's just like very something there in their system yeah, is yeah. just blocking it. Yeah. Uh, do you have some experience with that? Any advice? Yeah. No, I, with someone like that, I'd always delve into maybe they, they should be going to a nutritionist to actually do proper blood tests and different tests on them um, to find out what are the reasons why this is happening. Your your diet is might be okay, um, but they're not getting the results from that. Um, and they, they're holding on to a huge amount of body fat. Well, everything looks like it's all good. So there's something not working right. So we need to find out like there might be on a lot of these people as well will be might be on medication as well the medication side effects yeah, exactly all this kind of stuff so that's that's um for the people that come to me with that circumstances that's where i go with them good, mm, good. find a little bit deeper about it because mm-hmm. yeah there's probably something that i don't know that they don't know that needs to be found out Somebody who knows. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. True. Well, that's how you learn. You know, yeah. I don't pretend that I know everything. You know, yeah, like exactly. if there's a something, I'm not sure. I look, I ask someone that I, mm. I know they will know, and you know, like it's the same. Like doctor, when they don't know something, they just go ask for the answer. They we're Absolutely. not expected to know everything at mm-hmm. every moment. But if you seek for some answers, you, you better you know do a little bit of research, ask people who are in the industry, top leading experts. Yeah. You know? yeah. So yeah. I think in the era of internet it's easy just to, you know, do a little bit of research. But I guess in the same way we get misinformation with just like mm-hmm. you have a bit of you know rubbish advice as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. So you no, don't know what yeah. you're getting until you really meet someone who is in it mm. for long term. Another question here is, what are your favorite exercises and then why? Oh, oh my favorite exercises. Maybe top five. Oof, okay. <laughs> no pressure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> favorite, top five. Um, I recently got my hands on a um, on a, an assault bike. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> now, I'm a little bit, uh, you know, I like, I like to push myself and find, and find different, I like... I like to find areas that challenge me a lot um, and go into that dark place 
of pushing yourself a <laughs> dark place yeah yeah pushing yourself to, <laughs> to 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 somewhere that you've never been before so and in 20 years yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. a high challenge i believe <laughs> yeah so so finding i don't know one exercise okay so um i, I got my hands on the salt bike i find them very challenging and I remember years and years ago, back in the, in the tote fitness days when I started there, we had about two or three of these, um, we called them air bikes at the time. And then now Assault Bike is, is, the, um, is the brand. Um, but we had them and nobody used to use them. And they used to be sitting there in the corner, <laughs> you know, not being used at all. And we looked at them as like, oh, we got to get rid of their machines. You know, they're awful. They're awful. <laughs> and then CrossFit got their hands on them met it all pretty and then met it all very popular and yeah. yeah and then all of a sudden they're everywhere um i find they're good for small bursts of energy and get your yeah burn loads of calories in a, a short amount of time so that's what it's good for you don't wouldn't sit in that bike for 20 30 40 minutes yeah. and go for, for those it. for those who don't know what that is it's like a bike with a big fan a in the front fan. and that gives resistance and you've you've um with handles and pedals like yeah, a bike yeah. with the handles yeah, so you yeah. have a whole upper and lower body working together mm, yeah. yeah so um so that's one of my favorite ones to get on and so have a huge the why burnout. the why will be because you're getting high level of intensity yeah and uh, what it gives you that high intensity, what 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 that gives, what that what I get out of it, yeah. yeah, yeah. But uh, that, so from the point of view of science, that lifts your growth hormone. For guys, even testosterone, that high intensity, that really really hard stress to the nervous system, that lifts the good mm -hmm. hormones. So that's that's really good for building muscles and burning fat, burning obviously. fat, burning loads of calories. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So that I like that one. And then also, oh, my favorite exercise as well, I suppose. Um, I don't know, a dumbbell clean? Yeah. Maybe a dumbbell clean. I've never seen that before. Um, and I would do a, like a an overhead clean, uh, like a power clean. Mm -hmm. um, that would be a favorite one. I love the floor press, the floor bench press. Mm -hmm. And also... Um, I love the floor bench press because I can push hard on that. Yeah. Um, and you will have like a rack behind you for yeah. support and you can go just to the floor Elbows, only. Yeah, yeah, Elbows, yeah, yeah. You don't overstretch your shoulders. Yeah. No. Um, again, everybody's... So why, why that in, in compare with a normal bench press? So this is a thing that's, oh, you should be bringing the bar down to your chest and then push up and should be touching off your chest. I don't believe in... in um, what a lot of people would say out there when it comes to bench press about bringing the bar down to, to the chest. A lot of the books and manuals that were wrote years ago that are still around and mm -hmm. that we all still follow um, have been wrote by big bodybuilders um, and people with big chests. So they will say bring the bar down towards the chest because their their elbows are not going past their, the, the, the line of where they should be, they're not overextending their shoulders. Now, I don't have the biggest chest in the world. So when I bring that bar down, I really feel it in my shoulder joints. And mm -hmm. I'm like, actually, that's not comfortable for me. Same with a squat. And this is the, the CrossFit world love their deep squats. Yeah. Um, which is all good. But I, I my hips are not made for that. And if I go down into that position, I feel really awkward. And um, and uh, and I want to do a squat, but I don't, I don't want to go all the way down. And I get the results from not going all the way down. Yeah. So some people's joints are are made different than others. So um, bringing the bar down towards the chest, for me, I don't need to. Um, coming towards 
where my elbow is in line with my shoulder and then I can do the press. That's perfect for me. And that's why I like that is that um, exercise is because it doesn't it doesn't uh, overextend my shoulders and I still get the the benefits from a bench press. And mm-hmm. um, same with a squat. Um, I like to do the box squats where I can sit down onto a box and then stand up from there, from that position. Because you set range. Set a range and I hit that range every single time and I still get the benefits from mm-hmm. the, this specific exercise. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. What do you think the are common mistakes people do in the gym, like safety wise and the approach wise, warm up, cool down, you know, that type of routine? Mm-hmm. What do you, do you think people really get mostly wrong? Something obvious. Um, doing the same thing too often. <clears throat> so one, one thing that I find is that a lot of people love to gravitate towards um, exercises that they know and love and they continuously do those exercises. And then um, you have the um, the overuse injuries. So someone, let's say a shoulder press, they love doing a shoulder press and they'll always go back on all their workouts, they'll go back to a shoulder press and their program is not uh, diverse, it's not uh, changing to to incorporate different ranges of movement and and hitting different muscle fibers in that in that movement as well. And they'll always do that exercise. So I think, um, I know there, you, there might be a different answer, but I find that that is one of the things that I would love to see people doing differently is to change their program on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. Good point. Mm-hmm. Really good point. Any other things? Um, there was something with the warm up, you know, maybe in... 80s 90s you know they were using the ballistic stretches mm-hmm. uh now they recommend more like dynamic stretches mm-hmm. and the, is there something you recommend for a warm-up um dynamic exercises dynamic flexibility is 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 um is what i would do um and um so Could you explain what is the difference between dynamic and static? So dynamic flexibility is, so we've got two different types of muscle fiber and um, one that's static holds our skiatal system together, that holds the body, holds the body in position. And then we've got a different muscle fiber that opens and closes the muscles. So the, the warm up needs to, to be what the activity is. So if, so for example, um, I'm doing a leg workout today. And I grab hold um, and I start warming up on this ski erg, which is an upper body cardio exercise. But I'm, all, I'm doing lower body today. So I'm not actually warming up my lower body. So therefore I need to do like a, maybe a bike or I love the row machine as a, as a cardio warm up. So the warm up needs to replicate what the activity is. Um, so I think that's one, when it comes to warming up, that's one mistake that a lot of people will make. Now, you can't go very far, far wrong with using a row machine um, and it needs to be progressive. Um, so it needs to start off something easy to more of a, uh, an increase in heart rate, an increased range of movement, an increase of um, resistance. Yeah, an increase of resistance, something mm-hmm. that goes from your, your base or a resting heart rate to active heart rate. Yeah. So rather than going from resting heart rate to active heart rate <laughs> in a split second, it needs to be progressive. So, um, so the warm up needs to replicate what the activity is. Um, I think that in a, in a warm up, um, that's what, um, is a, a common mistake. I think yeah. that I that's, see a lot of. Yeah. That's good. Good, good point. Really. I, I like how you explain it. Yeah. Mm. 
with the supplements is there something you recommend or something you take something that is really convenient in the sort of recovery or muscle building yeah. or even weight loss um so when it comes to supplements um there's so many of them out there and they they all do pretty much the same thing but just if branded differently and say that they are the best but you know, at the end of the day they're 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 pretty much the same thing um so when it comes to supplements i don't take supplements i i find getting uh, i get enough nutritional value from eating the right stuff at the right time um, which is which is so let's say morning lunch dinner pre-workout post-workout how would you how you change things based on when you train versus you don't train based on your goals just to recover well f energizing for the day maybe winding down for the sleep so mm -hmm. you know maybe if you change something for dinner what, what would that be like um i suppose energy um sorry food is fuel for your body um and if you're this i explained this to a client earlier on as well if um and she was talking about food in the evening time and i was talking about uh like if you were driving a car um and you want to go down to 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 uh to get some milk in the shop and your your fuel is is down low you don't need to fill up to go down to the shop and come back but if you were driving your car from dublin to cork you need to fill up on on fuel and it's the same thing when it comes to food for your body uh, the food needs to replicate what you're doing in the day as well. So if I'm training twice in a day, I'm going to take a lot of food in, on um, or in, on board so that I have the energy and the recovery so for more, those those training sessions. More carbohydrates as well. To fuel. So it all again, it all depends on the actual workouts and, and what I want to get out of the workout and how mm -hmm. I want the food to fuel my recovery uh, for the next training session or the day after. So if I'm doing, um, well, I suppose eating a lot of food is important and getting the calories in and then specifically eating the carbohydrates at the right time um, and the proteins and getting enough of them in to replicate the workout that I'm going to be doing as well. So that's how I would broadly look at my diet and broadly look at my food intake. Um, uh, so, yeah, eating a very, very good breakfast and uh, high fiber Fiber is hugely important. So what would be the example? Uh, like uh, porridge. Porridge is uh, yeah, healthy yeah. and yes, easy. Yeah, easy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Would you still recommend it to people who are overweight and want to lose weight? Would you still recommend them to eat porridge? Or would you more di uh, guide them toward protein breakfast? Um, it Again, so it goes back to that if they're probably overweight, um, they're in a position where they're eating the wrong stuff anyway. So... Um, or too much of good stuff. Or too much of the good stuff. Or too much of the good stuff, like the biscuits and all that kind of stuff in the <laughs> evening time. So they're, they're, they're probably down that road. So getting to, to that point of eating better is going to be a lot, very, very easy. Um, so I wouldn't personally, I wouldn't uh, be worrying about how much protein they're taking in or how much um, um, fibers and carbohydrates they're taking in. I would look at what they're taking in at the moment and make it better. And then later in the future, then we can talk about how much protein we're taking in, when we should be taking that in. But but broadly, if they're overweight and they want to reduce in their body fat, the, the food needs, the structure of the food needs to be a little bit better.
that's the first thing because food and I find that food is the hardest one of the hardest things to get for people um, and I think tra- what again what I come across is is what I've done in the past has changed people's diet and changed their their food dramatically but they find it too difficult to do so what I try to do is I try to um just make the structure of what they're eating a little bit better and then then we can work on it from there so one when they meal get at that, a time. we can move on to the next level. When we get that, mm-hmm. we can move on to the next level. I see. So, yeah, rather than a huge wipe and change, it's quite difficult. It's quite difficult to, to maintain. Yeah. So yeah. they can do it at the start for maybe two weeks. And then I always find they fall off the wagon. So if we make small changes that are more habits that become part of our lifestyle, then that will get greater results on the long term. That we get the results and we can keep the results there. Yeah. Good point, man. Thanks for that. (laughs) (laughs) As always, I'm trying to extract as much information and also to share between our clients as well. Mm. Like uh, sometimes they don't get to hear what we talk about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, like I'm big into, you know, helping people with nutrition as well. I really put high emphasis on it because, Mm -hmm. you know, like that was possibly the first thing that got them overweight. So, you know. We all know what to do. So yeah. having a bit of structure and a bit of education is important as well. And so, yeah, ne- next question was, did something major changed in the last 10 years in the fitness industry, in the knowledge of muscle building and fitness and cardio? Um, maybe it's more awareness for the well-being. Do you, do you feel like some trends are forming and changing? You know what, what did... Tr- you know, we're, again, we're not reinventing the wheel here. Um, what all we need to do is raise the heart rate, push have, push some weights and work hard and and be consistent and and work on our food. You know, we're not coming up with a brand new exercise that's going to, you know, be revolutionary to the fitness industry. And oh, my God, that is the most amazing exercise and everybody should be doing it. Everybody needs to do different things. So there's not one person that needs to do this specific exercise. We need to do loads and loads of different things. And variety is the spice of life. And this is the thing with, I feel with, with, with clients, that everybody will get a different result from different workouts. So if I do the same workout for the same, people will not will react to that differently. Um, and some people will enjoy working really, really hard. And some people will enjoy working harder than they would normally work but not really, really, really hard. And and what I want to do is I want to try and get people to be consistent with the workout. So I'm not going to scare them and do the, the hardest workout they've ever done. That's easy. I can do that, no problem. What I want to do is bring them outside their comfort zone just slightly to where they're going to get results and then improve on that, improve on that, improve on that. So they're always pushing themselves outside their comfort zone. So going back to revolutionary exercise and what has changed in the last 10 years, nothing other than what I see is that there's more smaller gyms being pop, more popular. So the big, bigger gyms, the more corporate, corporate, the bigger gyms that you would think of are now not as busy as what they used to be. But the more local gyms that are forming a community and CrossFit are always very yeah, good yeah. at that. You know, mm-hmm. they form a community around the workouts and that kind of a gym, like the strength and training, strength and conditioning little gyms that, that are in your community in local area, that's becoming really popular. And that's good. Oh, it's great. 
Uh, and I love that community end of it, of the CrossFit uh, stuff as well. The local people meet each other, make mm. friendships, connections, partners. Absolutely. All, all sorts of things. All yeah. in their local area. Exactly. You that's, know? that's really important. And that's a big thing for consistency as well. Yeah. If you enjoy where you're going and the atmosphere in it, I'd say there's a little bit more culture mm-hmm. in smaller gyms, you know, rather than in the big ones where you are nobody, nobody knows you. Yeah. Like, yeah. We, and they're, oh. they're there for a reason as well. And <clears throat> some people want to go in and just put on their headphones and train away. And yeah. that's all good. And and then, you, you know, I want to go into the swimming pool and I want to, to go to a spin class and then I want to push some weights over here. And some big gyms are are are. are Great for that. Yeah. Um, and, but then there's, so my thing is that what's revolutionary, what's changed in the industry, there's that there's loads more smaller gyms that are forming great communities around getting people to train and work hard. Yeah. yeah. That's great. Mm. Yeah. yeah. What is your life philosophy? Ah. Last question. <laughs> <laughs> life philosophy. Um, life philosophy. What is my life philosophy? Um, no pressure at all yeah no that's a good one that's a good one life philosophy I don't know I suppose so I talked to Callum my son um, about um, doing things for other people and expect nothing in return and then when something ever happens in return it feels great so um, uh and a good example, and I, t- I talked to him about this uh, a little bit, and a good example of that is that he found 50 euros in Tesco's one day. And he says, oh, look, I'm at find 50, <gasps> found 50 euros on the ground. I says, okay, yeah, that, that's all good, all good. But, you know, keep in mind that that could be somebody else's. Say, yeah, yeah, okay, okay. So what he wanted to do with that is to give it in to, when we were on the way out, he wanted to give it in to the... Um, to the reception of of Tesco's. But then when we were on our way out, there was a lady there that um, she was looking for her wallet or looking for her money. And she was the lady that actually dropped the 50 euros. And Callum went over to her and says, I think this might be yours. And she was like, thank you so much. Thank you so much. And he felt great about doing that. He found and he gave, he was being nice to somebody else because they were in the difficult position. And then she ended up giving him five euros and then he walks away with the five euros. And I said, I said to him, that five euros feels a lot better than finding the 50 euros because you did something for somebody, but you didn't expect anything in the return. And, but you got something in return. And how good does that feel that you just did something without someone asking you to do anything? And then you got something in return. And that is the, that is the win. Not the win to five to find the 50 euros on the ground. The win is that someone respected you to do to something. Help others. Lift help them up. others. Help yeah, yeah, I yeah. suppose that's kind of if I had a philosophy is, yeah, you know, be kind to other people, all that kind of stuff. I, 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 it's not something I go around saying, but it's something that I just do. And I like doing things for other people to make them happy. And what makes me happy is to see them happy. And then I suppose if anything comes in and from from that, you know, you're on a win. You're on a win from there. Yeah, that's perfect. Yeah. Anything else? Anything else? No, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so where can our viewers and uh, listeners find you? How to contact you? you? have social media. Where is your local place, gym? Um, I have a gym in Sandamount. This is the, the studio, the personal training studio that I do yeah. one-to-one training How sessions. How many people can you fit here for a mini class? Well, I used to, before the pandemic, I used to do little group training sessions and they were generally for, it was something extra for my clients to have mm-hmm. um, that they could 
they could get, get you know, forming a community. They get to mm-hmm. under, they get to meet other people that I train and they can have little conversations. Oh, he pushes you hard, Disney. Oh, he does that. No, yeah, yeah. So um, I used to do group sessions for my clients um, uh, and obviously give them a little bit extra train as well. But um, so I used to do that before the pandemic, but I, I stopped doing that. So all I'm doing is one-to-ones, but I, I also do um, one-to-two as well. So I have a couple of husband husband and wife um excuse me husband and wife would come in or father and sons come in um 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 and then uh, sometimes a brothers and sisters would come in or two friends mm-hmm. and that's pretty much what i would do here in sunny mount um uh, yeah it's 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 a studio that's quite close to the aviva stadium um and i'm uh, i would be on instagram just under my own name Porrick Klein. And on Facebook, the exact same. Um, and then a website, I have a website called uh, Poor Client Professional Fitness. And a lot of people would get would uh, get in contact with me through through that. Yeah. That's cool. Thank yeah. you so much, brother. No worries. Thanks for, <laughs> for coming in and yeah, doing All the right. podcast with me. Thank you. Take care. Yeah, you too.